Hi, I'm Sue Hutton, a social worker and a mindfulness teacher at the Azraeli Adult Neurodevelopmental Center at CAMH. And I'm Lee Steele, and I'm the parent advisor at the Israeli Center and the proud parent of two adult children. Welcome to our podcast, Mindfulness for Caregivers. We hope that this podcast encourages you to bring mindfulness into your busy lives as caregivers. Here we are back for another session of mindfulness for caregivers. And again, we are not sitting at the CAMH Azraeli Center for Neurodevelopmental Disabilities, but that is where we are offering these podcasts out of. Of course, it's still pandemic times and we're recording from our own homes. Uh, But today's session, and this is our third podcast, but today's session, we are connecting to the curriculum of session number one in our My Time In mindfulness groups for caregivers. So the content of this session kind of relates to that very first group that we do together with uh, with caregivers, which is really all about getting off automatic pilot and uh, in helping increase concentration and using the breath practices. So why don't we go right into doing a breath practice and then we will say hello to Lee Steele who is joining us, our amazing caregiver advisor. So why don't we do a grounding practice and then we'll we'll say hello to Lee and uh, hear some great and grounding tips from Lee on how to really get mindfulness to connect for us as busy caregivers. So let's do a little practice right now. Now, what we're going to be doing in this particular practice is observing a few different ways of using the breath in our lives. There's lots and lots, like a million different ways of practicing mindfulness of the breath. There's techniques that focus on the nostrils, techniques that focus on the belly, techniques that focus on breathing in and out for other people, and there's even different tools that we use in holding the breath and then releasing a longer breath. But we're just going to do a couple right now. So bring your full awareness right now to just being here in the present moment in whatever position you're in. See if you can just adjust yourself a little bit to really strengthen your concentration just for a very brief moment to do a breath practice. Feel free to close your eyes if that's comfortable. It can help you tune into sensations inside the body when you remove the visual stimuli, that is if you're sighted. And let's begin with deepening the breath. So deepen the breath as much as you can. Nice deep breath and then hold it. And then exhale the breath and release and relax the body and hold it. Breathing in again. Belly expands. Deep breath and hold the breath. Breathing out again, feeling the body relaxing and softening and hold the breath. Breathing in again, 
hold the breath and breathing out again. So when we practice and hold the breath, it's just strengthening capacity in the lungs and it's giving us a little bit more of a moment to really observe the length of the breath. And, and by holding it, we're, we're increasing capacity in the lungs, but we're also just really controlling those beginnings and endings and, and becoming more and more aware of the beginnings and endings. So what I'd like you to do now with the breath, and again, very brief, brief practice, I want you to breathe in deeply. See if you can take note of the very end of the in-breath. And then when you breathe out, can you take note of the very beginning of the out-breath? Okay, so this is a sharpening practice, really tuning into the beginnings and endings of the in-breath and out-breath. So try that for three breaths right now, seeing if you can pay attention to the beginning and the ends. So it's almost as though we are an observer watching cars go in and out of a garage and we are taking note of when they enter and when they exit. We don't get involved, we're just observing. So we're in that witness perspective, observing the breath, but taking note of the beginnings and endings. Very good. So there's a very, very brief little tiny practice. Um, another thing that we do like to do with our caregivers mindfulness groups is talk a little bit about the science. So a fact or a neurobite, as we like to call them. We know that there's lots of research that's been done looking at the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve, which extends down from the brainstem through the spine and it wraps around the belly. When we breathe in and expand the belly out, we're stimulating that vagus nerve, sending that signal up the spine to the brain, and that tells the body to relax. It helps calm down, and it helps us release and soften the fight or flight response. Now, we'll have to do another whole podcast on the fight or flight response, because I think caregivers are very familiar with that high stress kind of state that we can get into. But that vagus nerve, if you can put your hands on your belly right now and as you breathe in, can you actually feel the belly expanding out? You can let it go, don't worry, nobody's looking at you wondering how many calories you're having in a day or anything like that. This is about loving yourself, being gentle with yourself, and as the belly expands out when you breathe in, you're getting that nice vagus nerve stimulation, helping that parasympathetic nervous system get activated to help release positive endorphins. And you can even do that during the day, even when you're in a really busy moment as our busy lives as caregivers. And Lee, we'll do a bit more practice at the end of the session on looking at three different other ways that we can use breath practice, but you've got such great ways of sharing the experience of how to plug mindfulness in as a caregiver. Can, can we ask you to do a little bit of sharing about that? Thanks, Sue. Um, 
you know, when you taught me about these three deep breaths, Sue, I, I, you know, it seems I didn't even know about the vagus nerve. And I just, sometimes that's all I can kind of think about is, okay, you're feeling really stressed or that flight or fight response or whatever. Lee, just take three deep breaths. And I, I do, I put my hand on my tummy to sort of reassure myself. And, uh, and I, it, it's such a, it seems so simple, but it really is quite practical. It's practical. It's in the moment. I can do it. It's portable. My breath is always with me. Um, so I really love the fact uh, to know this uh, relationship with my breath and being able to calm myself because I need those portable techniques uh, in the moment, which we just, which you just taught us about. You know, I was thinking, Sue, about how often, you know, until I kind of understood some of the benefits of mindfulness, I would just rush out of bed in the morning and I'd, I'd go through my day just driven by other people's agendas and then collapse into bed at night exhausted. I, I didn't allow myself to have deep breaths. <laughs> I didn't allow myself to even check in with myself to see how I was feeling. I think I was scared to. It was almost like if I actually slow down and listen to myself, I might feel overwhelmed. Um, but I love the way that I can incorporate these deeper breaths and bringing my attention to this moment in things that I'm already doing. And I guess that was really beneficial for me because I always thought, well, maybe mindfulness always means like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. And although I've really seen the benefits of a longer practice, I just I want to reassure caregivers that we can also incorporate these breathing practices into our everyday life. So now instead of like jumping out of bed in the morning, I give myself like five or 10 minutes to just check in with myself to take those sort of deep cleansing breaths to get grounded to get anchored to kind of set an intention for the day. Um, and even when I'm doing ordinary things, uh, Sue, like you know, the things that we do all the time, like washing my hands, for instance, I can do those deep breaths as I really bring my attention to this moment, like really noticing that warm water, smelling the soap, um, just looking down at my hands that have been so, you know, good to me and done so many things in the, in my life, you know, 68 years are kind of wrinkled and older looking now, but they've just, my hands have done, you know, served me so well, just to kind of look at them with appreciation and, and breathe kind of kindness into them and then drying them with kind of kindness, I guess, or tenderness. And even just the ordinary things, I'm, I'm preparing a meal anyway, but just even breathing into what's this in front of me, like I'm peeling these orange carrots, like noticing their beautiful color, thinking about where they came from, the farm or the sun, etc but also just breathing into like I'm preparing this food for my loved ones and for myself and to breathe into that, to nurture that sort of nurturing idea that, that, that of, of loving kindness towards the food that's that I'm preparing or going for a walk and sort of like thinking about what hasn't happened yet or what's what, or something that happened yesterday or in the past, just to like, breathe in and fully sort of be in the present of this moment, noticing the, well, right now with this beautiful spring, the green, green of the leaves and the bird song and the 
there's a lot of flowers in the gardens, etc. What you know, what can I drink in with my eyes and my and my heart and my ears and um, and just gratitude for for all of that. So I guess just you know, as we breathe, just to be really as much in the moment as I can be, uh, just doing the things that I ordinarily do, uh, but just with intention, I guess. And and it seems like in some ways that these small things, this you know, mindfully breathing and 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 the three deep breaths that you just talked about and really noticing things. I just, you know, they seem quite ordinary, but I noticed cumulatively they become, you know, quite extraordinary. They have been life-changing. Um, and just even, I guess, in closing, like COVID has made me more aware than ever about the, it's almost, you know, just breathing that I took for granted when people are struggling with breath and what all of that, that COVID has taught, taught me about appreciation even in that way. So I hope, I hope that's helpful, Sue, to kind of, that's my experience of incorporating breath into my everyday life. Oh, Lee, look at how beautiful everything you just said is breathing into the moment, breathing into that moment of cutting the carrots and appreciating their color and having gratitude for your hands as you wash them. Oh, it's so beautiful. And I think it's important for all of us to know that there's many different ways of coming to the breath. And let's try a few techniques right now. Let's try three different ways that we can bring our awareness to the breath. Because you said in such beautiful words, Lee, that breath really is a constant companion, right? It's we're so lucky and we're having the opportunity to feel our breath and really appreciate our lungs expanding and filling and receiving it such a gift so let's do a couple different little techniques right now and i want you all to remember this as we do this every single breath we receive and we let go of they're temporary right if you ever tried holding on to one breath you would die right because you'd be holding your breath holding on to it so the whole practice of letting go happens every single breath so each breath and we always say this in our groups each breath is an opportunity to start again so even if we're caught up in thoughts of oh why did i do that in the past or oh if only i hadn't parented in that way or you know feeling anxious of the future each breath we can let go and start again it's the same with our mindfulness practice so right now i want to show another way that we can use our awareness in coming to the breath remember when we're doing mindfulness practices over and over with compassion with love we just return just like training a puppy the puppy tries running away and with love we bring it back to the mat we give it a treat pet it on the head and say stay good puppy good puppy stay same thing with our mind so as we do these three breath practices you might notice your mind's wandering don't worry about it just bring love bring acceptance bring yourself back to the practice but do so with some compassion and acceptance.
So I want you first off to start off breathing. Now close the eyes again, if that's comfortable for you. Get into that position where you can bring your full awareness. And begin right now breathing at a nice, deep, deep, deep pace that you can hear your breath. So take a breath in and out just as loud. Feel free to even sigh on the out breath with your mouth open and listen so that now the object of your focus is actually the sound of your breathing. So try that for three breaths and see if you can really keep bringing your awareness back to the sound of that breathing. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out and releasing, relaxing on the out breath. Breathing in again, nourishing and healing. Nice, loud exhalation. Very good. So I just want to show that there's alternate anchors that we can use to concentrate on the breath. The next one that I want to show you is one we do with our autistic adults a lot, but I love doing this myself. We call it lotus breathing. So right now, can you just take your hand and open your fingers as though you're opening like a beautiful lotus flower in the day and then close your fingers like it closes at night. So open your hand, close your hand. Open your hand, close your hand. Now do that in unison with your breathing. So open the hand, breathing in. Close the hand, breathing out. Open the hand, breathing in. Closing the hand, breathing out. Do that one more time on your own, animating the movement of your hand with your breath. Very, very good. Now, the next one we'll do with a phrase. Feel free to place a hand on the chest, on the belly, if that helps you. And just having a gentle phrase that you repeat to yourself as you breathe in and out. So, breathing in, I am calm. Breathing out, I relax and let go. Or whatever phrase is easy for you. So try that for three breaths, repeating a phrase a soothing, comforting phrase. For now, if you're like, you can just use breathing in, I am calm. Breathing out, I relax. Once again, repeating the phrase for yourself, breathing in and out. Very good. And just always remembering that with every breath that you breathe in, you can receive goodness and kindness and healing for yourself. Every breath out, you can release and let go of something you don't need. 
just like the ocean tide, the ocean waves will roll in and roll out. You can receive something you need on the in-breath, let go of something you don't on the out-breath. So there's a few little breath techniques. As I said, there's millions and we explore a few of them in our six-week groups. But find what works best for you. There's so many ways of bringing yourself to the breath, but knowing that you are cradled and held and rocked compassionately in the rhythm of your breath every moment. It just takes paying attention to this compassionate rhythm of the breath to really remember, ah, oh, we can let go. So there's a little bit about the breath and helping us get off autopilot. And Lee, as you said, breath is a fantastic way of tuning in with how we're doing, almost like taking our emotional temperature. If we can take note of how our breath is doing, we'll notice, oh, my breath's a bit shallow. I think I'm maybe experiencing some underlying anxiety that I wasn't aware of. Or, ah, oh, there's my breath releasing and being nice and deep again. I know that I'm in a relaxed state. So just tuning into our breath as much as we can during the day. Thank you so much for meditating, Lee, and to all of you caregivers and parents who are out there. It's really nice to connect with you and share some of the work that we do at the CAMH Azraeli Center for Neurodevelopmental Disabilities with caregivers and parents. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Lee. It's been wonderful, as always, meditating with you. Oh, thanks, Sue. You know, I felt emotional uh, as you today listening to you give us those uh, ideas of the breath being a wave and, you know, that each breath's a new beginning and, and the, the out-breath's out an opportunity to let go. And I just was thinking at this, you know, time of COVID and all this prolonged sort of sadness and fears and challenges that we've been having that, you know, just like that in-breath, new beginnings are coming um, and we can make room for them by letting go of some of the grief or the worry or the fears or the whatever we've been holding. So maybe we can even think about that in terms of our breath, that every breath is a new beginning and, uh, and this too shall pass this time that we're going through and let's make room for it as we would uh, for an out on our out-breath. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Lee. Oh, so nothing Thanks, like Sue. meditating with other with other caregivers and parents. I just feel like oh, we're all in this together. Thank you so much. We're not alone, right? Thank you. That's right. Bye. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. We'd like to thank Dr. Yona Lunsky, the director of the Israeli Center, Katie Cardiff, our amazing producer, who um, just has done all the behind the scenes work for making this podcast what it is. We'd like to thank Kevin Laliberte for his beautiful music um, and the caregivers, the siblings, parents and family members who generously shared their experience, strength and hope that shaped uh, these exercises. And, but most important, the adults with neurodevelopmental disabilities who have taught us the importance of looking after ourselves and others 
and it helped make mindfulness so accessible. Thank you to everyone.